Hi, I'm Robin. And I'm Rob. Thanks for listening to Marriage Marriage and and Us. Each week, we will talk about real-life topics that couples experience in their everyday married life. So let's get to today's episode. Welcome back in, everybody. Hey, guys. Hope everybody's doing well. Nashville weather is hot and rainy. That's where we're at. I don't know what it's like in your part of the country or the world, because we actually do have people listen to us all over the world. Yeah, that's really cool, isn't it? it? Yeah. I love that. I know. It's great. Um, uh, Thanks, everybody. Just want to give a quick shout out to everybody that gave us a review. You can check that out on uh, Marriage and Us underscore podcast. Uh, get some information of that. And of course, you can always do that on the, the Apple Podcast site or Spotify or however you may listen to us, but we appreciate that. Uh, also, you can check out on the Instagram. I posted a picture a couple of weeks ago of kind of my inspiration. <laughs> that's, oh, in, that's in front of me. You have a few of these as well, too. I do that you've gifted me. Yes, I do. Yeah, you got They it. are called Funko Pops. Yeah. They're little kind of like bobbleheads, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah bobbleheads. Yeah, I would say so. Little bobbleheads. I've got a couple of Elvis. I've got Captain Kirk in between there with a phaser keeping the two separate Elvises. And then I've got uh, Cato, uh, Bruce Lee. You've got the Mandalorian. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we, Baby we've Yoda. Got, holding Baby Yoda. Yeah. And yeah. Robin, of course. Batman and Robin. You've got Robin. Yeah, I and do. And Godzilla, your favorite. I do. I love Godzilla. I know you do. For people my age, uh, I don't know about you guys, if you are uh, older than Careful. 45, and I was trying to think how to say this, um, 45 <laughs> uh, or older, you probably watched Godzilla on TV when you were a kid because the old Godzilla movies would come on quite a bit. Yeah, absolutely. And so, I, yeah, I love Godzilla. You do. Yeah, I love it. Uh, a few... Uh, sessions back, we talked about ripping out the autopilot. Mm-hmm. It was probably one of our most, we enjoyed that topic the most, just understanding that that in your marriage, in your relationship, that it's important to rip that autopilot out, that you can never go on uh, assuming. Uh, we've talked about the words uh, curiosity, how important that is in a relationship and keeping that alive. So what I hear you saying when you say rip out the autopilot is just saying ripping out uh, places in marriage and in life where you fall into these routines yeah. that you no longer pay attention to. You, you do them automatically. Like, have you ever been driving and like you zone out for a minute and you've and already driven two or three miles? Yeah, exactly. And yeah, it's like, but it's so it's a unawareness of, you know, or just neglect or just, uh, yeah, just letting things kind of just play out the way they always do, and so you you quit paying attention, yeah, right? Exactly. Would you say that's what you're you meaning quit, by you, rip out the autopilot? Right, you quit saying simple things like thank you and how much you appreciate somebody, you know, th- those type of things that you never can allow just the mundane, everyday thing of the relationship to become stagnant. So mm-hmm. if you keep that autopilot ripped out where you have to stay engaged, and we talked right. about that, with your with your partner, the person that you love, it just creates healthy moments. It keeps you from from assuming. I heard assuming, you use that yeah, word while exactly. ago. Assuming that you know what's going on yeah, exactly. because it's just so familiar. Yeah, absolutely. I love it when I hear a story that you tell or something that. 
that I didn't know before, and I go, oh, I didn't know that about you, or you tell me something you like. And that that continues whether you've been married three months or 33 years like we have. That's important to keep that going. With that in mind, we're going to introduce a new type of uh, meter, uh, which is called the marriage awareness meter. Okay. So let's yeah. talk about that. Yeah. So it, our definition for this is the mindful practice of reading the level of connection in your relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really good. Yeah. I so, like it. Yeah. And I think what you're saying in that, it, it, it's... It's a meter. It's not that you're installing something. Really, we are we are are the meters. Yeah, we become correct? the meter. Yeah, Absolutely. So we are becoming aware of what's going on around us. We're being very intentional and mindful in reading uh, what, yeah, what level of connection we're at in our relationship. Yeah, we're taking the we're taking a reading. It's good. I like it. Like a meter. There we go. There it is. So if we you know if we have a reading like we just that we that we're going to take what is the purpose Right it predicts warnings by setting off alarms Okay so let's talk about that Yeah absolutely with that I mean what are some of your thoughts when you I know when you hear the word warning or alarms that can be you know but you had some great practical examples that in everyday life that can happen, and we're going to mm-hmm. put those in, imply those to marriage. But what were some of those you were talking to me about? Well, when it comes to alarms, I think if you hear an alarm go off, whether it's alarm in your house, uh, you know, a warning of some sort, the first thing you would want to do is take action. You would hope you would take action. So let's say... There it is. Uh, you know... <laughs> Fire alarms going off. Uh, I need to get out of the house. That's an alarm that that danger is approaching, and yep. you need to move. Exactly. Right? And so I would say, in in its healthiest form, an alarm should uh, cause you to take action. Yeah. Can you tell we love Star Trek? Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> so now, what's interesting about alarms? Uh, how many of you have a smoke alarm? Oh, installed in your house, right? And the batteries start going low, and it starts making that beep. Oh. Right? Yes. And you think, oh, I need to change the batteries in the alarm. Why does it happen at 2 or 3 a.m. in the morning? It never <laughs> it no, never it happens at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Or, no, it's so true. No, it, it's while you're in a deep sleep, and... And then, so, but keep going with that. This is, yeah. I, that makes so, me think and, of something. And it makes me think like, you know, and alarms are always uh, like up in the ceiling or there's someplace up high, right? Because smoke rises, you yeah. know, so, you know, you're hearing it and maybe your first thought is, oh, I need to change the battery and that. It's just such a hard alarm to get to. I have to drag the ladder out or can I even reach it? Especially um, at three in the morning. Especially at three in the morning. So instead of taking action, like I said, you choose <laughs> to ignore it. Right. Right. And with the smoke alarm, especially when the battery's going low, you know, it'll beep. And then then it it's not like it's just beeping continually. It beeps, then it stops. And then it'll beep again, you know. And you uh, tell yourself, maybe it's going to quit. Right. Or I or you just continue to say, I really need to change the battery and that. But before you know it, it it just it's beeping every now and then. And instead of changing the battery, sometimes 
not always, but sometimes you just choose to ignore it or you just kind of get used to that beep. And before you know it, you're not even paying attention to yep. it anymore. Uh, or there's another course of action that just hit me as well, too. Sometimes you'll go to all the effort to get the ladder out. Right. I'm speaking from a guy's point okay. of view. Okay. Telling on yourself. You, yeah. And you take the battery out. Okay. So it quits beeping, but now the alarm is ineffective. Oh. See what I did there? I do see what you did there. That's really good. Yeah. So when you think of uh, this as an example, there can be alarms or warnings that right. happen in relationship. Uh what comes to mind when I say that, I would say uh, maybe like a, an argument that you continually have. Mm, right. It's unresolved. It just keeps to the point that Which we hear of, a lot. We hear that yes, come up a lot. And instead of resolving the issue, you just get used to it being unresolved and continue to argue about it. And before you know it, it just becomes... Well, becomes what like a part of well, life, I, I and mean, it's just left unresolved. And I know we're using the smoke alarm. We don't want to go too deep on smoke alarms, like we're a commercial. <laughs> but it hit me as you were saying that the importance of what we're talking about having the awareness meter is this: when the beat sounds on the smoke alarm, it's letting you know the battery is going low. Okay. And what the function of that alarm is trying to do, what it's there for, will not be working soon. Mm, that's good. So because you won't, because like you said, it beeps, which is just a signal. If there was actual smoke, what does the smoke alarm do? It stays on. It just continues to make a right. sound to let you know that there is something that is happening that shouldn't be happening in your home. That's that's the difference. That's where the awareness meter, your marriage awareness meter, you that's something that has to stay on all the time. And speaking of that, that leads to what you just said about arguments. So one of our first points is your communication, you're communicating at all the time, whether you know it or not. Mm-hmm. And that's a great one. And you just said this. So I want to read this. So no more arguments or disagreements. It's a question. It may seem like that's a good thing on the outside, but if you've stopped arguing together, it might be because you're might be because you're stopped communicating. Because you've stopped communicating. you stopped communicating. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah. True. And go ahead. So, so what I hear you saying is, is that when it comes to the marriage awareness meter, that one of the things that you need to be aware of is yes. that we are always communicating. Yes. Correct. And you have That's some what you're great, And you have some great thoughts on that. Would you share that? What yes. What you've got there? Uh, well, I was thinking about... Um, the words that we use, that out of the same mouth come words that are affirming, mm-hmm. encouraging, life-giving, but also with the same mouth, there are words that can come that can be harmful, uh, unencouraging. Cutting, shameful. Yes. Disrespectful. Yes. And and both would be deemed communication. Right. Right? And, and I think that's something people overlook when they say, oh, we're not communicating we're always communicating. Yes. And if you just deem communication is all positive and not understand that communication is also very damaging. It's happening not, all the time. Yeah. You know, if you, you can cause that to go both ways, or even when you're not communicating with your mouth, 
you're communicating with your actions right, as well. Right, communication is not just words. Right. I, I think you had said this earlier when we were getting ready for today's show, is understanding that I think sometimes we have a tendency to think communication, if we're communicating, that we put we want to put a positive word in front of that. Mm-hmm. But again, what I hear you saying is understanding that communication, whether verbal or nonverbal, is always going on. Again, the, like you said, the same mouth that says, I love you, Right. And also say, I can't, I don't want to be near you. Yes. And so understanding that we're all, there's something always being communicated. And and it's not to the point that we're walk, uh, walking on eggshells. Oh, no. But it's just, again, so the, the whole process that we're trying to introduce is just that awareness meter that you have to continually has to stay on from the point of so that I know how to be a better spouse, so I know how to better connect to you. Yes, and you know, it, it's the there's a simple verse in the Bible that says, "Life and death is in the tongue." Mm. And I really think that's what it's talking about. As far as actions communicating, I was thinking about uh, like when you have a baby, you know, a baby can't talk. Maddie couldn't talk to me, no. but I communicated that been to her. She that would have been scary. That, that right. uh, but I communicated to her by holding her, looking into her eyes, talking to her. Uh, feeding her, even changing her diapers, any of those things, I was com- we were communicating. And she w- she was definitely babies. Madison, all babies are communicating as well too when they're crying. Yes, that's the only way they have to let you know. Hey, there's something happening in my diaper that is not good. <laughs> let's take let's take care of that. And it's the same thing as well too. And I, this is a class we went to years ago. But that when, when a child it, joy meter is full. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why they can go from laughing one moment to crying the next. They're they're letting you. I'm at my capacity, and understanding how to read that in your spouse is important. And understanding, you know, we've all said this. Is there something wrong? That's your awareness meter in a good way. If you right. choose it, to go, hey. Yes, and we've talked about this many times before, understanding that vulnerability, that ability for me to be able to say to you, I'm not okay. Right. Again, it may, maybe you can't talk about it in the moment, but letting your spouse know that that what they were sensing was something that they were aware of and yes. letting them into that, that's where that, that awareness meter really comes in handy. It does, uh, because in connection through communication – Clear uh, communication. Right. It it's connecting you in in a way that uh, communication through actions uh, cannot be so clear. And what I mean by that is, I was thinking some people uh, act certain ways, and then when a couple gets into an argument, you know, sometimes words such as, "Well, couldn't you?" Couldn't you tell something was wrong? Couldn't you mm. see how I was acting? Um, and and you want to try to speak to your partner through actions more than words for some reason, where words are always going to be the clearest form of communication. Because I was thinking in actions, if I just watched the way you acted and we didn't talk, um, usually that's the birthplace of assumptions. It, it's going to mm. cause me Assuming, to assume right. yes. what you mean by the way you are acting. And then, you know, through assumption, that's where you really create the narrative or the story of how you think someone mm. thinks. Right. Uh, you know, so 
to have that communication, that verbal communication, to be vulnerable, to to keep the walls down, to speak to each other and help uh, grow that connection through conversation well, oh, is and what I want to ask you, I want to ask you as well too, because I, I, I know what you're saying, but I want to make sure we make this clear. We're not saying that you know actions do speak loud. You know that those saying actions speak louder than words. I think it's a mm-hmm. combination. Yes, yeah, so we. Yeah. Ha- I think it's a combination of both of those things. Again, giving your spouse the the space to process. Sure. But again. When we feel emotionally disconnected from our spouse, that's when stress comes in because we're just not aware of what's going on. So that ability to, again, we talked about this on a few podcasts back, saying I'm sorry doesn't fix everything. For some people saying I'm sorry, you're trying to end the conversation because you don't want to talk about Mm -hmm. it. You've got to develop skills that allow your spouse to know you've hurt, you've been hurt, and I'm not okay and again, it's those those small things of going back and forth. But I, I, again, I, I I do want to talk about this. I'm just not at the moment. You can't leave things just hanging out there so loose that your spouse feels that you're not connected anymore. Because that yes. that's the whole purpose of communication. Right. And I think what I hear you saying in that is is the timing mm. of communication. Yes. Right. Communi- when you're communicating with each other, uh, there's usually two two types okay. right so there are people who communicate uh I, and I'll use us an exa- as as an example okay as an example I think that's what I just <laughs> that's, said that's okay I, I made up a word yeah. <laughs> um so anyway uh <laughs> what I'm saying is for me I am very extroverted so in communication to resolve something quickly or to talk it out to what some might even term hash it out, you know, uh, would be very satisfying to me because I, I would really want us to get to the resolve, get to the meat of the matter. Let's figure out how to fix this. Okay. Um, and so for me, I would not tire of communication if I knew the end goal was resolved, okay. right? Where uh, I think we learned early on, and I know we've discussed this before, for you in communication to hear what the problem was and 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 whatever we might have been discussing in the past, uh, you would like to hear it and then have space and time to think that through and then get back with me, right? And then us discuss it after you've had some time to kind of ponder the situation, the right. issue, and then come back to the table, and then we'll discuss. And I think that's what I'm hearing you saying. There are two types. Yes. And where I had to learn to compromise in that was to allow you to have time because what time meant was we could get to a resolve or figure the matter out versus pushing and pushing and well, pushing, trying to come up to a come up with a, an well, answer in the moment. Well, right? I needed the ability. We've introduced this term before. This is not ours, but flooding, that up. When I felt flooded with words, I didn't. I didn't have time to process my my thoughts, so I could come back to you with something that was clear, not only in my head but in my heart. Yes, and that's something again that we had to learn, and something we had to develop the words so that we could say, "Okay, he need you need a moment." That's what you would say to me, and you allowed me that moment. 
and we would know that we were going to come back and talk about that later. And then in turn, what you learned from me was that it is very important for us to re, you know, to have yes. this connection to communicate. So the gift that you gave to me in my exchange of giving you time was that then you would ensure me, hey, if you'll give me the space and time that I need to think about this, I promise we will get back because and let me discuss ask, it. Let me ask you: Do you think you know? Because we, we touched on this that a lot of times we hear this from so many couples that they keep having the same argument over and over again. Would you would you think that that not having that reconnection in their of that particular topic that's what causes that continual cycle of the same argument because somewhere one of the partners did not follow through for that I'll just be blunt follow through with them saying hey we will get back to this and yes. talk about this because again we see conflict as negative and we introduced the term quite a while back, productive conflict, re- realizing that every argument is an opportunity, again, to learn something about your spouse that you didn't know. Instead of running away from, you know, we've learned to embrace that and talk that out or hit the pause, come yes. back. So I and think I think that's, that's where those al- alarms and warnings can continue to keep coming up if you don't have that approach in mind. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say there's a caveat to that, that though. Okay. And, and that would be, I, I please don't hear me say that you have to have resolve every single time. There are some things that you may not find resolve, at least in the definition of what you consider resolve, as much as there are moments in every marriage where you you choose to agree to disagree. But I think that when you agree to disagree, that that works when you understand you both might have differing opinions and you learn to really respect that okay. differing opinion. But let me ask you, don't you think that would be a also a form of resolve when it when it comes to that, that it, understanding that you may not agree on some, I, I think we've talked about that before. That sometimes we feel like we always have to agree on everything. That we have to, we are one, but we still have individual views, right? When you would say that, is absolutely when it comes to that. that is exactly what I'm saying. And I just didn't want people to misunderstand when I was using resolve, uh, you know, throughout this whole episode that I meant that you do have to completely agree. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. That would again, I think that's what we've we've stressed on a, a few back understand individuality, knowing that we we are one, but we're still different people. Right. You know, and and sometimes those are large things that we disagree on. Sometimes they they can be small, but again, what's the statement? You don't have to think alike. But, but you, you do, do have, have to, to think, think together. together. Oh, and we said it yeah, together. Know, there we I go, like guys, that. That right? Was really good. <laughs> so anyway, it's important, you know, as we've looked at today's episode, just having that awareness meter on all the time. Yes. And it's just a healthy thing because you don't want to get to the place where that the smoke alarm is now going off and it's constant. Right. In, in, because you have to be... You have to get ahead of the curve, mm-hmm. and I think that I think that's understanding what a healthy marriage looks like is having that ability. When you avoid things, yes. that's when the alarms and warnings start going off. Yes, so good. Yeah, really good. Yeah, 
we're, I think we're going to dive in this maybe a little bit on the next episode as well, too. Yeah, hey, let's do it. Keep those cards and letters coming in, folks. <laughs> so we appreciate you. Absolutely. Until the next time, guys. Uh, take care. <laughs> See ya. You've been listening to Marriage and Us with your hosts, Robin Robin Atkins. Stay up to date by following them on Instagram at marriageandus underscore podcast and on Twitter at marriageandus. Be a part of the show by calling 615-821-0866 and submit a question. Who knows? You might hear yourself on the podcast. Also, hit the follow button so you never miss an episode from your favorite couple. Mm-hmm.